Hey there, friend. Got a minute? I know you're really excited about listening to today's episode, but I got a great feeling you're going to want to hear about my latest creation, especially if you're the smart, forward-thinking kind of woman that I know you are. And if you're actively looking for ways to improve in your own self-care and wellness, consider this a sign, synchronicity, or just serendipity playing full out to bring a little clarity and fun your way. Now, you know I love to talk about self-awareness on this show because to know yourself is to bring more joy and confidence your way. So that's why I'm so excited to share with you all the deets on my latest creation, the What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz. The What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz helps you to appreciate your unique mix of divine feminine and divine masculine energy so that you can unlock your muse method. And your Muse method is your ideal self-care and wellness pathway based on your preferences, your way of being, and your unique take on life. I've gotten so many positive reviews from quiz takers who have absolutely fallen in love with their results. They ask me things like, how did you know this about me? Which brings my heart so much joy. And I want you to fall in love with your results too. To find out what your ideal self-care and wellness pathway is, here's what you got to do. You got to go to www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash quiz to answer 11 questions. You can literally be done in five minutes or less. And once you're done taking the quiz, your results will be flying into your inbox. And trust me, you're going to love your guide. So what are you waiting for? Go take the quiz today and I'll see you on the other side of your results. Does the idea of cooking give you the freak out? Like you've come home after completing a full day of work and you know you don't have any idea what you're going to make for dinner, but the thought of you just stepping foot in the kitchen is just something that you just do not want to do. Or maybe it's the idea of cooking for others that does it for you. Whatever your source of kitchen anxiety is, in today's episode, I'm going to give you some fun and practical ways to overcome your kitchen anxiety, as well as give you some food for thought to help you to become more kitchen confident. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast, the place where busy mamas tune in to take out the struggle from the daily work-life juggle. I'm your host, Carla Diaz. I'm a married mama of three who jumped off the hot mess express and turned in her people-pleasing ways to become your personal cheerleader and encourager of dreams. Every week, you can expect simple and actionable tips on how to improve your own health and wellness. Are you ready to shift your mindset to go from that grouchy lady that your friends put up with to the joyful mama everyone wants to keep up with? Then this is the podcast for you. This podcast is sponsored by the five days to more energy so that you'll never skip a workout again challenge. In as little as five days, you can run away with all the best tips and tricks on how to naturally boost your energy to do more of the things that you love. For more information, you can go to this podcast show notes or you can check out www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash five day challenge. See you there. Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast. I am your host, Carla Diaz, and today's topic is a fun one. I think it's a necessary one because 
I know that from time to time, I suffer from what I like to call kitchen anxiety. And I know for a fact that most of my listeners, you guys also have a varying degree of kitchen anxiety. And so recently, I posted on my Instagram account, my Hey Carla Diaz Instagram account, about a recipe book that I had been devouring lately. And that recipe book has been is called Eating Seasonally by Truvani. And I posted a question where I asked my followers, is cooking a source of stress or delight for you? So while some of you answered, yes, you enjoy cooking, the majority of responses sounded something like, it really stresses me out. I can't cook without a recipe or that you're bored with it because you have dietary restrictions and it feels so uninspiring. Some others feel that they like cooking, but only when they feel like it and they don't like cooking when it feels like a duty. And that's something that I could totally relate to. Uh, Another response was, I don't really like to cook. But everybody assumes I do because I come from a culture that is known for their cuisine. And then the other one, the other response was, I love to cook when there's no pressure and I can just play about. I agree. (laughs) Uh, Cooking is definitely more enjoyable when there's no pressures. Certainly when you are running against the clock. Uh, Cooking, uh, the sense of dread when it comes to cooking, at least for me, it just climbs to the max. While you may resonate with some of these responses, I find that a lot of the stress that we feel with cooking and with kitchen anxiety is due to this idea that you're somehow less than because you don't know how to cook. But here's the truth. Cooking is a skill, not a talent. And that means that you can learn it. So don't let a hang up of not knowing something stop you from feeling worthy or less than. Cooking is a skill, and depending on your upbringing, you may have been taught to appreciate cooking, or you may have been taught or shown um, that you know cooking was a set was drudgery. I mean, personally speaking, my mom was very vocal about the fact that she hated to cook, and so as a result, me learning how to cook did not come. From her, she taught me a lot of things, but cooking was not one of them. Um, so it really, it really came from my own desire to learn how to cook, to start cooking. So whatever, whatever your exposure was to cooking, whether it was a source of delight or a source of stress, just know that it doesn't have to remain that way. Your impression of cooking or the way it makes you feel, it doesn't have to stay that way for life. And we're going to talk about some fun ways to make it more enjoyable and maybe shift your perspective for those of you who do feel that kitchen anxiety. So you're not less of a person because you don't prepare home-cooked meals every night or because you burn your pancakes or leave the veggies to roast too long in the oven or you forget to season your dinner and it tastes flavorless. I will personally tell you that I have committed all of these mistakes in the kitchen and it does not make me any less of a mom or any less of a person because I've made these mistakes. The truth is, is that when your to-do list keeps getting longer, your time to cook gets shorter. You may be living a very busy life right now. Um, And so the idea of cooking, there's added stress because it's something else on your plate. And then the easiest thing for us to do is to order out 
or to take shortcuts and just buy like frozen meals. Um, but like I said, it doesn't always have to be your impression of cooking. It can change from time to time depending on how you approach the whole process. We're going to tackle this problem first by reflecting on how cooking makes us feel. So like most other things, our experiences with growing up directly contribute to the way we behave and think about things now as adults. So I want you to think about your memories related to eating home-cooked meals. So specifically, growing up, did you have someone in your home who was a designated cook that cooked all the, all the time? For some of us, maybe grandma was, was home and she always cooked the meals, right? Or perhaps maybe it was one of your parents who cooked. So we have to start thinking like, all right, so if your parent was the one who cooked, were they, did they work? Did they go to work the full day and then come home to cook? Or did your mom like to cook or did she openly complain about it? All these things, all these experiences, they contribute to our perceptions of cooking. It could affect us in two ways. Like one way it could confirm our suspicion that, you know, we just don't cook, where we're not a good cook, or it could have the opposite effect where you see how your parents handle things and you're like, nah, I want to do something different because that wasn't working for my mom and I learned through her not to do what she did. So other things that I want you to think about is going back to your childhood and your upbringing. Um, what were the meals like? Were they always home-cooked meals? Were they semi-home-cooked meals where... Some of the stuff was prepared um, uh, and defrosted and stuff like that. Or did your family eat takeout? And if so, how often? Or did you eat frozen dinners? Like I know growing up for myself, when my mom decided to go back to school every Wednesday night, we would have TV dinners. And you know what? We survived and quite honestly, we enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed having my fried chicken with mashed potatoes and corn and then a brownie. So <laughs> for me, that was an enjoyable experience, even if maybe thinking about it now, doing that regularly, the nutrition is probably not what it would be from a home-cooked meal. However, that's what my mom did to survive. And, you know, you ultimately, that's what you're going to do. You're going to you're going to do what you can to survive, to get through those busy days in your life. So cooking with confidence starts with self-awareness. So now that we've gone back in time to your earliest experiences of what being in the kitchen was like, are you seeing how these early experiences possibly shaped your perception of cooking? So like I said, Cooking with confidence starts with self-awareness. So I'd like you to reflect on the following questions and I encourage you to pause after listening to each question to really give yourself time to reflect. So here's the first question. Right now, in thinking about everything that you know, how does cooking make you feel? And when you're done thinking about that, I want to ask, I want you to ask yourself, how does cooking for yourself make you feel? How does cooking for others make you feel? All right, so now that you've really thought about your gut reaction to cooking, then I want you to think about this following question, which is, how do you want to feel about your cooking skills? 
Do you want to feel more empowered? Do you want to learn? Maybe you're telling yourself right now, I'd like to learn, but I can't because of X, Y, Z reasons. And maybe you're too busy or you've given up because it takes too long or because your kids are too picky. Uh, There can be so many reasons why you tell yourself you can't. But we have to ask ourselves what this resistance is really all about. And here comes the most important question for you to consider. What do you get out of not learning how to cook? What's the secondary gain? So if you find yourself resisting getting into the habit of cooking regularly, you need to dig a little deeper than saying it's not a priority for me right now. Because a lot of times our resistance, there's an emotional component to it. So maybe your kitchen anxiety stems from a fear of failure. Or if you're anxious about cooking for others, it's a fear of rejection that's really holding you back. So we have to remember, cooking is a skill, just like learning about proper nutrition is a skill. If your mom didn't like to cook, chances are she didn't show you how to do it. But that doesn't mean you can't learn how to meal prep or get over your kitchen anxiety. But I think it's just important just to kind of really understand how cooking makes us feel because once we have a good understanding, then we can know how we can course correct. And so, by the way, if you would like a free resource on some meal prepping basics, I'd like to invite you to check out episode 14 of the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast, where I went over some of my meal prepping basics for busy working mamas. So I will link that in the show notes or in the podcast episode description so that you can click on it and listen to that after you're done listening to this episode if you need some meal prepping tips. So how do we get from kitchen anxiety to cooking with confidence. So first of all, I want you to acknowledge that you don't have to be afraid of not knowing something. You are not destined to know everything from the start. And so here are a few tips to help turn the kitchen from a place of dread to a place of joy and comfort. So the first thing to help reduce that kitchen anxiety is to invest in the right tools. So do you have the basic pots and pans and cooking tools in your kitchen to make your planned meals? Do you have the correct cooking oils? Um, Do you need to invest in a few good cookbooks? Appreciating that we have to be prepared to like really slay it in the kitchen is the first step. So if you don't have those basics, that's where you have to start. I learned how to cook by making recipes What I learned the hard way was that I had to read the recipe first and not just read what ingredients I needed, but also I needed to go and read the directions to see exactly what tools I would need because not all recipes readily tell you what cooking equipment you need. So that's a good tip. Just make sure that you have the right tools in the kitchen to start. So that being said, now that you have all the right tools in the kitchen, you want to collect recipes from a variety of sources. So beyond cookbooks, I'll tell you Pinterest is a wonderful source of recipes for all types of meals from gluten-free, if you have these dietary restrictions, to plant-based, to one-pot meals, um, you know, and really being open to trying new recipes uh, is a great way to start. Uh, you'll find that you can gather them 
from the most unlikely places. Like even now, like uh, I see that in supermarket flyers, sometimes they have a recipe. Sometimes, you know, another way that I learned to cook was like, say, um, when I would go to the supermarket, if I'd buy a product, like say, if I'm going to get a can of vegetables, sometimes in the back, there's a recipe there. And so just being open to figuring out things, um, I think can go a long way as opposed to, you know, just not being so resistant to the fact that there is information out there, but this is something that you really just have to embrace with an open mind. Another big tip is to plan ahead because planning ahead reduces the stress of cooking. So if one of the biggest stressors in your life is not having the time to cook and you know that you have a busy schedule, then you're going to have to do some go-ahead thinking. So for example, if you know like the first half of your week is super busy with not only work, but also extracurricular activities for the kids or other commitments that you have, you probably would want to invest some of your weekend time to plan ahead, especially if, if you want to cook more homemade meals. So you just have to kind of look at your weekly schedule and see where you could put in the time for those busy nights where you don't, where you have little room for anything else. With anything, you know, you want to bask in the process. You don't want to tie yourself into the results. And the big theme of this podcast has always been to enjoy the moment more and to try to practice mindfulness when preparing, not just your meals in this case, but with anything, just enjoying in the moment and not tying yourself into the results really makes things so much more easy breezy. What are some best practices for a happy kitchen? Because the kitchen can be a source of happiness. It doesn't have to be a source of dread. So I find that you can keep kitchen anxiety at bay by creating a fun ritual before you start cooking. So one thing, like say if you feel stressed out, right? If you come back from a busy day of work and you're, or maybe it's a fun day, you had a fun day, but you know, you're tired because you did a lot of things. Uh, Doing some grounding work before cooking can be very beneficial and, you know, If you need time to unwind after a long day, take it. Take those five, 10 minutes just to kind of relax, really focus on your breathing or spend some quiet time, you know, just kind of if you can. And I know for some of us, this is a luxury, but if you can spend some time in a room quietly and just be, (laughs) it does a lot to reset your emotions and your mood. When you're getting ready to cook, Another great tip is to create the mood. Like if you have a favorite song that you want to listen to, um, to kind of get you pumped up to be in the kitchen, play that. You know, um, you can develop a playlist on Spotify that is just specifically to get you excited about cooking. Another thing that I like to do is when I feel like I need a little umph to get me going, I will go on YouTube and I will search um, music for cooking. (laughs) And people have thought about this and it is like, whatever you're into, like, say, if you want to listen to some, some, uh, classic, uh, classical music, or maybe some bossa nova or something like that, like whatever gets you in the mood, you can, um, find it on YouTube. People have already created videos on this. And I, I find that 
I sometimes resort to that, not just with cooking, but with other things like cleaning, just to kind of get me going. You know, music works wonders for the mood. You can also have a dance party um, to get you in the spirit of things. Some people like to pour themselves a glass of wine or maybe make themselves a hot cup of tea or have a hot cup of coffee, whatever you need, you know, just treat yourself. I think the whole point is, is to have a ritual helps you to transition from where you were during your day, especially if, you know, um, it was a source of stress. Just you have to give yourself that time to readjust because if not, it's just going to seem like an ongoing thing of, you know, stress trigger after stress trigger after stress trigger. And we are here on this show where we're about self-preservation, right? Not self-destruction. So please give yourself those five, 10 minutes. It does make a world of a difference. Another helpful tip is to start with a clean kitchen. You know, clean counters breathe life into your kitchen. Messy counters don't. They give you stress and anxiety. So Make sure that before you're going to get started cooking, that everything is where it needs to be or that you have the space to cook. Uh, and because if not, like it's just going to be more enjoyable when you prepare in this way. You can get your family involved. You know, if your kids have a natural interest in cooking, let them help you. You're giving your kids age-appropriate tasks helps not only build their self-esteem, but it also helps create connection and fun memories for everyone. So another thing that you could do is to kick off your cooking duties by setting intentions or maybe if you feel like you need to say a prayer or you need to practice gratitude before you get to work in the kitchen, do that. These are only just suggestions. Obviously, you know what works for you best, but the whole idea is is that you can reduce that anxiety by just being intentional and asking yourself, what do what do I need? How can I have a little more calm before I start cooking. And you'll find that once you start making this a part of the routine, right? And, and um, it does help to reduce your kitchen anxiety. Cooking has become a delight for me because I created an intention to make it that way. You know, before when I was always running on empty or just not really planning for it, of course cooking is going to cause you anxiety. Um, But the more that you set time for it or you create an intention or you really focus, like ask yourself, like right now maybe in this season of your life, cooking is not something that you can really embrace, right? Um, But perhaps in a few weeks' time, you can look at it more favorably or maybe start to do things a little differently. It really all depends on where you're at and what it is that you're trying to accomplish, right? Because you don't have to have anxiety in the kitchen. Um, all you need to do is just just realize that it's it's all a learning process. And like I said, one of the themes of this podcast show is to just have you to discover joy is to be in the moment it's all those little things every day that can build up your joy just stop being so hard on yourself if if cooking causes you some anxiety just recognize you allow yourself to be a beginner uh, and you'll find that when you reduce that pressure or that resistance 
things will flow easier. It does get better,、uh, but just don't be so hard on yourself. After all, we're all in it together.、Uh, like I said, cooking is a skill. It's not a talent. Not everybody is. You're not born knowing how to cook. And if you had an upbringing where you, it wasn't something that you're. Parents or your guardians did, then of course it's going to be more difficult than someone who grew up、um, with the family always being in the kitchen cooking and preparing things. So wherever, whatever your starting point was, it doesn't mean that that's your end point. So I hope that you found、uh, these tips helpful to you to reduce that level of kitchen anxiety. And please, by all means, check out episode fourteen of the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast if you'd like to learn a little bit more about some meal prepping basics. And I find that you know it was a lot of fun to create that episode because I didn't realize that it was something that I needed. <laughs>、uh, so of course, anything that I've learned that works for me, I'm more than happy to pass it along to you. We're all in this together. Try out some of these tips. Start slow. Give yourself grace, and just acknowledge that one day at a time is how we build more joy and energy into our lives. So, on that note, the joyful and energetic mama in me sees and honors the joyful and energetic mama in you. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast, and if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe so that you're notified and never miss another episode. Of course, if you found today's topic super valuable, let me know by writing a review. And if you're not quite ready to do that, you can always share this episode with your friends. So remember, if you'd like to learn more about the Five Days to More Energy Challenge, you can click on the link in the show notes for this episode, or go to heycarlatias.com forward slash Five Day Challenge for more information.